The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. I'm Sarah Eisen, and you're listening to a Money Movers podcast special. Davos 2024 is a wrap. While on the ground, I spoke with some of the biggest names in retail. Here's my conversation with William Sonoma CEO, Laura Alber. Laura Alber, great to see you here at Davos. Good to see you. Tell us a little bit about the environment for your business. It's, it's been tough, the post-COVID hangover in home goods and furnishings. It hasn't been that tough. And we, get, we had a little give back after incredible surge during COVID. But, you know, people still love their homes. They're entertaining at home, cooking at home. And the home is still the most important part of their life. Um, and as we go into 2024, everyone is talking about health and wellness. And I think what's exciting is that when you think about home, that's the place where you develop those healthy habits. And so there's a lot that we have in the pipeline to really capitalize on those trends and, and just absolutely delight the customer. Like what? Like right now in our William Sonoma brand, we have this wonderful um, any day uh, microwave product that is really healthy, easy, and clean for clean eating um, that's really selling well. It's a, a new product that we just introduced. One, one small example, but a tangible one. Sort of to drive the secular growth at a time where I mean, there are questions about Americans prioritizing spending, for instance, mm -hmm. on their homes. Mortgage rates have been very high. They've stabilized and come mm -hmm. down a little bit. Do you see a, a bottoming? I don't know about a bottoming. I think that, you know, plateau mm -hmm. is kind of how I think about planning this year because I'm not relying on the macro improving to drive our business. And I'm also not expecting a disaster. So. If it stays where it is, we have plenty of great growth opportunities to drive it. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, with the top line declines, you've seen increasing profitability. Well, that's a whole separate subject. But yes, um, big opportunity on the profitability. And I, it was an interesting year because we talked about this last year. And I don't think people really believed how much upside we truly had on the bottom line. What is, what is driving that? It's a lot of things, both external and internal. So, you know, obviously the supply chain um, headwinds that we had during COVID have abated. There's new challenges upon us, but those um, were driving costs of the product up, whether it was the shipping or even just the absolute product price. And so that was, you know, an, we, we saw that coming. But at the same time, we also knew that focusing on service and returning to world-class service was going to really drive a ton of savings. Even I didn't realize how much that could be. You know, when you think about shipping furniture, if you ship it and there's a damage and you have to ship it again or you're bringing separate products together mm. and instead of doing one delivery, I have to do three to your house, you can imagine the costs grow and grow and grow. And so now that our supply chain is not only where it was, but is improved, we're seeing a lot more return on the bottom line. You're also, I know, experimenting and using generative AI, right, to make things more productive. Where yeah. are you in that process? You know, I, I mean, it's real. It's not just an idea for us. I mean, there's the obvious things, whether it's copywriting um, and, you know, some co-pilot customer service stuff. But where 
I didn't expect it is in supply chain um, logistics decisions where we would have to make those decisions by analyzing things. Now we have much more productive um, you know, analysis to make better decisions to save us money. So that'll continue to be a, yes. a growth driver for yes. margins? Yeah, and the other thing that's, that's great and that we've talked about a lot is the relevancy of marketing and using AI to send the most relevant marketing to you, which is, I think, the epitome of excellent customer service. What about when it comes to dealing with the consumer and trying yeah. to help us figure out what we, what we want and what we want to buy? As I said, I think it's best to be a co-pilot in the background. We're not comfortable yet letting it take over the customer interaction. It's just way too important, and I want that to be really authentic. So that will still be human interaction as it's been for us. You mentioned the supply chain has improved. Are you affected at all by what's happening in the Red Sea and yes. the delay of shipments? Yes. And so we're rerouting. We have great partners. And, you know, the minute the announcement came out that that was happening, unfortunately, we started um, working on our contingency plans. How, how much of a delay or cost does that It depends. Add? You know, it's... Um, it's, uh, you know, 20 to 30 days, approximately. Um, and so we've already notified our customers. It's in our lead times already. So there shouldn't be further delay unless the situation further deteriorates. So when we think about the level of disruption, say, relative to COVID, for instance, mm -hmm. what does that look it's like? It's hard for me to tell. I hope it's not that much, but prepared if it is. You have a global footprint. You have stores in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. You have manufacturing abroad. Mm -hmm. Just given some of the geopolitical tensions and issues right now beyond the Red Sea, how's your business impacted by all that? It's hard to know. There's so many different things, as you said, whether it's, you know, housing picking up slightly, you know, people less. When we sat here last year, we, people were very fearful of mass layoffs. And while there are still layoffs, it's not quite as acute as it was last year. That's a benefit, right? And, you know, at the same time, there's some costs that are really coming down. There's some that are going up. When I take it all together, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities, there's, there's risks, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic about you this You sound year. very optimistic. I am. So more than you were this time last year? I have no idea. I can't remember. <laughs> Laura Albert, thank you very much. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> I love that answer. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's.